Hey guys, welcome to our weekly news show here on Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and we have a very exciting show for you guys this week because we're going to be talking about, for the first time in some time actually, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, blockchain. These things are happening here in India despite the fact that the government seems to be trying to figure out what they want to do with this. They're still not sure whether they want to ban it or whether they're going to accept it, but with some legislation, some regulation. But Chingari, a short video sharing app, is going ahead full steam. They're putting their entire social media network on blockchain, specifically Solana. Now, you might have already picked up on the fact that I don't always know what terminology to use here. This whole blockchain and cryptocurrency space is still very new to me. So forgive me if I use the wrong terms throughout this portion of the video, but I'm going to try my best to explain what's going on here because I think it is a very big deal. So Jingari is a platform, a short video sharing platform that is being used by more than 50 million people. And these aren't people that just downloaded the app once and they don't really use it. These are monthly active users. 50 million of them. And this platform is going completely blockchain. It's going completely NFT and cryptocurrency. So what does that actually mean? All of the pieces of content on this platform are going to become NFTs. And the creators of those NFTs, those pieces of content, can actually sell them to other people on the platform. So they can actually make money. Now you're thinking, these are just tokens, right? The token is actually called the Gari token. But these tokens can be cashed out. You can go to a cryptocurrency exchange and turn them into fiat currency. So this is a real money-making platform now. And a lot of social media platforms allow you to make money. For example, YouTube. That's how we sustain ourselves. We earn ad revenue. But this is a completely different approach from the Web 2.0 approach where there's advertisements shown on these pieces of content and then you, the creator, get to keep a very small portion, the crumbs, essentially, and the company itself keeps the lion's share. With Web 3.0, though, with platforms like Chingari, the creators take the lion's share. Now, I don't fully understand the business model just yet of Chingari, how they're actually going to be making money going forward, whether they're going to be taking a percentage or a cut or a royalty of every sale of NFTs, every sale of a piece of content on this platform in the form of Gari tokens, or whether they're going to be just holding Gari tokens. Maybe there is some initial pool of tokens that they're holding onto as a company. And so as people get onto this platform and as they sell Gari tokens and the value of these tokens goes up, then that small pool, that portion of the tokens uh, Chingari has held onto, if those tokens are going to go up in value and that's the model here, or whether they're going to be just letting ads remain on the platform and they're going to be making money from these ads the way that a normal social media platform would. Now, I think another interesting part of this story is the fact that this is not being built on Ethereum. This Gari token, this NFT marketplace, this blockchainification of Chingari is not happening on Ethereum, it's happening on Solana. You guys might have heard of Solana, we haven't talked about it here on the show because it's not really directly relevant to India, but it has in the last few months become extremely popular because it's a much faster and much more affordable alternative to Ethereum, which is just for a single transaction on Ethereum can take a very long time or it can end up being extremely expensive. So what I'm wondering as a bit of an outsider here, not being directly involved in the blockchain space myself, is would this have been possible on Ethereum? Or is this only an opportunity that Jingari has been able to seize because of the skyrocketing popularity of Solana? 
So let me know what your thoughts are on that in a comment down below. And also, let me know whether you think Backstage with Millionaires should start posting on Chingari. We've never really taken other social media platforms seriously, whether they be short video apps. When TikTok was a thing here in India, a lot of people told us to start posting on TikTok. We never went ahead with that. We don't post much on Twitter or Instagram these days, honestly, or even Facebook, and we probably should. But now Chingari is actually on my radar. This is a platform that I'm taking seriously because they are innovating. This is very disruptive. This is something that I don't think has ever happened in India. I'm almost positive about that, but I don't even think this is something that's really happening outside of India where social media platforms that have been around for some time, I mean, Chingari is a little bit new, but it's also not brand new. And they're not, they didn't start Chingari to become this blockchain, NFT, cryptocurrency, social media platform. They're now integrating all of this stuff. They're adopting it after the platform has already been around for some time and they already have 50 million users. So that part I think is, might be a first of its kind. Maybe it's something that's happened a couple of times around the world, but this is very unique. So yeah, really interesting stuff. I could keep talking about this for a long time, but we have to move on to the next news item here. Ola's COO and CFO have exited the company. Now, just to be clear, these executives submitted their own resignations, but I think that this is something that Ola asked them to do rather than firing them. Bavish Agrawal said that this was part of a restructuring of management at the company. So it seems like this is all part of the plan. This is something that Ola needed to do to move forward. I'm not sure if that's because these executives didn't share the same vision that Bavish Agrawal had for the company. It's hard to say because there's a lot of changes right now happening at Ola. They're going public in 2022. They just recently launched Ola Cars, which is a used car business. They're also getting into grocery delivery, which is really interesting. It's not the first time they did try to get into grocery delivery in 2015, but they were competing neck and neck with Uber at that point. And so they couldn't really afford to diversify. They couldn't commit to that business, but now they're getting back into it. After realizing how lucrative it is, Grofers, Big Basket, Swiggy is now in grocery delivery. Zomato is back in after taking a little break. They launched grocery delivery during the pandemic, then they shut it down and now they're opening it back up again. So it looks like Ola wants to be a part of all of these really hot spaces. You've got Ola Electric with their EVs, their super successful S1 and S1 Pro. Yeah, this is uh, an exciting time for Ola. Okay, let's move on to the next news item now. We've got two IPOs that have been approved, Nika and Policy Bazaar. Now, a couple of things to note here about Nika's IPO specifically. They were initially planning to raise 4,000 crore rupees, but it looks like that number might go up as high as 5,300 crore rupees. Also, they might end up going public as early as next month. And one other thing, uh, which is a little bit disappointing, is that they may still only be able to allocate 10% of this IPO to retail investors, people like you and me. And the reason for that is they only became profitable in the financial year of 2020. And according to the rules set out by the Securities and Exchange Board of India, you have to be profitable for at least three years to allocate more than 10% to retail investors. So that's a bit of a disappointment. I'm not sure if they're gonna be able to circumnavigate that or not. I would love to see that number increase and retail investors be able to participate more. But let me know in a comment down below whether you plan on participating in Nika's IPO or whether you're gonna be saving your money for other IPOs because there's a lot of IPOs on the horizon right now.
All right, moving on to some acquisition news now. Good Glam Group, which owns D2C beauty care brand MyGlam, has acquired new age digital media company ScoopWoop in a deal estimated to be worth 500 crorupees. This is gonna be Good Glam Group's third acquisition this year after acquiring Baby Chakra and The Moms Co. So for those of you guys who don't know about ScoopWoop, this is a popular digital media platform with more than 100 million users, and their content gets more than 1.5 billion impressions with a B, that's billion, every single month. So this is definitely going to help Good Glam Group's content to commerce strategy moving forward. And I think it's worth mentioning too that ScoopWoop will continue to operate independently under the Good Glam Group brand. All right, moving on to some funding news now. I wanted to start off by highlighting a record that India's startup ecosystem has broken. For the first time ever in the third quarter of 2021, Indian startups raised more than $10 billion. Specifically, they raised $10.9 billion, and this is awesome. Congratulations to India's startup ecosystem. This is obviously why some people are saying that there is a bubble here right now, and some people are speculating that it might burst, but this is what happens. Once an investor dumps cash into a startup, its valuation increases, and that higher valuation encourages even more investors to jump in. So that's what we're seeing here. It is perhaps a bubble. It's hard to say. You never really know whether it's a bubble or not until it's burst. If it doesn't burst, then was it a bubble? I'm not sure. Leave a comment down below and let me know if you think this is a bubble, if it's going to burst, or whether this is just the new normal. All right, next up in the funding news, online pharmacy unicorn PharmEasy has raised nearly $350 million. Now, $204 million of this was in the form of primary shares, and between $130 and $140 million was in the form of secondary shares, and they raised these funds from a bunch of investors. I'm not going to be listing them all off here. You can see their logos on this side of the screen, but they've raised these funds at a $5.6 billion valuation, which is a jump from their previous valuation of $4 billion in June of 2021. I also think it's worth mentioning that in the financial year of 2020, PharmEasy brought in 637 crore rupees in revenue, and they've also been making some pretty noteworthy acquisitions. You've got Medlife, Thyrocare, and Aknamed, all of which were acquired to strengthen their business. They've been diversifying a bit, and altogether, they're trying to make their business a more attractive proposition for investors who plan to participate in this upcoming IPO, which may end up happening in 2021 or possibly the first chunk of 2022. All right, next up in the funding news, India's most polarizing fintech unicorn, Cred, has raised $251 million in a funding round led by Tiger Global Management and Falcon Edge Capital at a $4.01 billion valuation, which is a pretty big jump from their previous valuation of $2.2 billion in April. So in just four years, Cred has managed to onboard 7.5 million users onto their platform, which is significant when you realize that there are only 60 million credit cards in India total. And the total number of users is estimated to be about only 25 million because a lot of people have multiple credit cards. Now, as you guys probably remember, Cred grabbed headlines when it was revealed that Cred's revenues for the financial year of 2020 were only 52 lakh rupees, which is a minuscule number for a company with such a big valuation. But it looks like for the financial year of 2021, their revenues are going to go above 100 crore rupees. That's a 200x increase in their revenue. 
All right, next up in the funny news, electric vehicle infrastructure provider Sun Mobility has raised $50 million in a funding round led by Dutch Energy and commodities trading company Vitol. So currently, Sun Mobility has 65 battery swapping stations across 15 Indian cities, but they're going to be using these funds to expand that number to 500 battery swapping stations across all of India's major cities by the end of 2022. All right, next up in the funding news, Credible, which is a fintech startup focused on supply chain financing, has raised $30 million in a funding round led by Plutus Management and Oaks Asset Management. So last month, Credible dispersed loans worth 3,500 crore rupees to more than 1 lakh small businesses, but they're planning to increase that number to 5,000 crore rupees per month by the end of the year. And they're going to be using these funds to build more innovative working capital solutions for small businesses. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed the video. I hope you learned something from it. And if you did, it would mean a lot to us if you could hit the like button, share this video with a friend or two. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed, now would be a great time to do so. We post new videos every single week about Indian startups, entrepreneurs, and the latest news. Also, I wanted to say a big thanks to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members, our unicorns, our decacorns, and our hectacorns. We've had a bit of a rough month when it comes to subscriber increase, when it comes to views, and of course, as a result, when it comes to ad revenue. So you guys are kind of acting as a cushion. We don't feel the impact of that as much, and we really appreciate the financial support that you're sending our way. And also, thanks to everybody who's been applauding our videos recently with super thanks. You guys are also awesome as well. I love seeing those comments with little financial amounts attached to them, whether they be US dollars, we've seen some Australian dollars, we've of course seen a lot of rupees. So all of you guys are awesome and we really appreciate it. But even if you can't afford to financially support what we do here, just the fact that you've made it this far in the video is plenty of help. Most people don't watch these videos through to the end. And so that actually hurts our analytics, but you guys are watching it through to the end. So if you're watching this right now, I'm saying an individual thanks to you too. All right, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires, and I will see you in the next one.